Coming up, the Bruins and Devils extend big winning streaks and a handful of overtime thrillers. This is Locked On Game to Game NHL. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game NHL, local experts on all the biggest stories on the ice. I'm your host, Kenani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. Make sure that you subscribe to Locked On NHL on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts from. We have all of our Locked On hosts here to recap a ton of games from last night. We'll start out with the Boston Bruins. They stay undefeated at home, and they've improved to 15-2-0 on the season by beating the Philadelphia Flyers in the third period. Both Locked On Bruins and Flyers recap the strong finish from Boston. The Boston Bruins sure do love that home cooking. This is Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins. And with a 4-1 win over the Philadelphia Flyers on Thursday night, the Bruins are now a perfect 10-0-0 at home, becoming the fifth team in the NHL history to win 10 games at home to begin a season. Not much to write home about in the early going here, but the Bruins got goals from Jake DeBrusque, Thomas Nosek, and then a pair from David Krejci to put this one away. Linus Allmark, once again, solid in net for the Boston Bruins, who will attempt to go for their 11th win on home ice to begin the season on Saturday against the Chicago Blackhawks. For a full recap on this game, check out tomorrow's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Matching up against the Bruins was going to be a tough assignment, and ultimately, the better team just played better. Hi, this is Rachel Donner from Locked On Flyers podcast with your quick reaction to the Flyers' 4-1 to loss to those Boston Bruins. The two main things we said the Flyers had to do to maybe have a chance in this one was capitalize on Bruins' mistakes and stay out of the box. And they just couldn't quite get those things done. On the first point, they were pretty successful early in the game in getting opportunities off turnovers, but they just couldn't finish. Linus Olmark was pretty solid in net, but still they had to get one in off at least one or two of those chances. That first Half of the game was a pretty solid effort. They kept the Bruins at bay. Carter Hart was a huge part of that. But the Bruins got two power play goals that were a huge reason the Flyers couldn't climb back into it. Like I said, Carter Hart did his best. He made some real incredible saves in this one. But it was the Flyers' inability to turn high danger chances into goals that really did them in. For more on this game and the Flyers all season long, tune in to the Locked On Flyers podcast wherever you get your podcasts and over on YouTube. The Avalanche and Hurricanes needed overtime before Arturi Lekkanen gave the reigning champs the win. Locked on Avalanche and Locked on Hurricanes have more. The Colorado Avalanche hit the road and steal a win in Raleigh, North Carolina. The Avalanche beat the Carolina Hurricanes 3-2 after an overtime winner from Arturi Lekkanen Pavel Francouz, the netminder for the Avalanche, stopped 46 of 48 shots registered by the Carolina Hurricanes, while the Avalanche themselves only registered a whopping 15 shots. How do they win? Great question. Follow Locked On Avalanche for all the up-to-date news, information, and hot takes around the defending Stanley Cup champions. And how exactly did the Avalanche pull this one out? Follow the show and find out. 
Hey there, Kaniacs. Jared Ellis here, host of Locked on Hurricanes. And tonight we saw the Carolina Hurricanes fall in overtime to the Colorado Avalanche. The Hurricanes' first period struggles continued. They picked it up in the second period. Third period was pretty even between both. But come overtime, the questionable officiating ended up rearing its ugly head. So eventually the avalanche came out with the win hopefully the hurricanes can pick it up come next game but in the meantime make sure you are following locked on hurricanes on twitter and instagram at lo underscore hurricanes and myself on twitter at jared ellis underscore 96 and let's go canes coming up the devil's day red hot this is locked on game to game nhl this edition of Locked On Game to Game is brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all of your online sports betting needs. They have all the information you need and they have tons of different sports you can bet on. So, no matter what your interests are, whether it's basketball, hockey, football, you can make your bets at betonline.net. It's where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game NHL. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. The Blue Jackets continue to roll at home. Four third-period goals were the difference last night against Montreal. Locked on Canadians and Locked on Blue Jackets give us the full recap. Well, it wasn't pretty, but it was pretty fun. Locked on Blue Jackets host Jay Foster here. The Blue Jackets are on a little bit of a win streak. A uh, four-game point streak, two-game win streak. They defeat the Montreal Canadiens 6-4 to four in, uh, honestly... A game that had way more goals than it should have done. Uh, Sean Crowley had two goals. Boone Jenner got a goal. Uh, Matthew Olivier got his first goal. Just a bunch of goals from a bunch of different people. Uh, And the Blue Jackets managed to kind of keep a little bit more tight defensively than the last couple of games. Still not super defensive, but they got the job done. And uh, they move on with the two points. So uh, they didn't go to overtime this time, which is the important thing, frankly. Uh, We're going to break down the game and everything about it on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Blue Jackets, available on podcast apps and wherever you get your podcasts, and also on YouTube. So uh, make sure you stay locked on. The tables have turned for the Montreal Canadiens in their game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. All of a sudden... They are the bad luck bears. Is that even a thing? So they lose to the Columbus Blue Jackets, one of the most injury riddled teams in the NHL. In fact, in the time it took you to listen to this, yet another Columbus Blue Jacket got injured. Scott, tonight's game, not the Canadians, not, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. It was, it was more the bounces, I would say. It was dumb. (laughs) <laughs> and I preface this by saying it didn't get out of control. It wasn't like dirty hits or anything like that. It's just one of those games where no bounce went in the Canadians' favor, except for Nick Suzuki's off of uh, Jonas Corposalo. Columbus did what the Habs have done to other teams. Every time they got a chance, they finished it, and the Canadians could not. Well, they did solve Corposalo four times, but they didn't hold on to the lead or the ties in this one bit of bad luck and it's on to the next game now and for more on the canadians as well as our next mailbag episode check out locked on canadians available wherever you get your podcast as well as on youtube four quick goals for dallas in the first period was enough to get the stars over the panthers locked on stars goes over the win and a troubling player injury locked on panthers talks through the problems in florida The Florida Panthers on Thursday night dropped their fourth game of this five-game homestand against the Dallas Stars due to a lot of physical and mental errors. 
What is up, guys? This is Armando Velez from the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And the Florida Panthers lose to the Dallas Stars by a final score of 6-4. to four. And you heard it right from the start. The Florida Panthers, a team that is in the top five of the least amount of odd man rushes given up to their opposition, performed the exact opposite in on Thursday night. And even without Captain Alexander Barkov, you don't really see this uh, team go down by four goals too often. And for the Cats, they giving up four goals on a, on eleven shots. Not all of them were on Sergey Bobrovsky's fault, fault, but you would like to see him grab some more saves in order to give the Florida Panthers a be- better chance in this one. Spencer Knight came into the game and only gave up one goal after that, and the Florida Panthers uh, had a little bit of a comeback attempt, something we've seen a little bit uh, throughout the last few years, led by Sam Bennett, Carver Hagee, and Matthew Kachuk. But it was too little too late for the Florida Panthers as they created too much of a deficit going down by four goals. It's it's not like last year where you see them go down and they could easily come back. And even though they made it entertaining, it, 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 this is not a position that you want to find yourselves in uh, too often. It's the, only the first time this season that it's been uh, a four-goal deficit. So hopefully for the Panthers that it's not something that they get accustomed to. So listen to my recap of this 6-4 to four loss against the Dallas Stars. Make sure to listen to the Friday episode of Locked On Florida Panthers podcast where I'll be bringing in Nick Fairbanks to break down this 6-4 to four loss against the Dallas Stars. The Dallas Stars in their three-game road trip with a 6-4 to four win over the Florida Panthers. Hey everybody, Dane Lewis here with the Locked On Stars podcast. Uh, coming to you pretty late in the evening after the game. A pretty wild one in Sunrise, Florida to close out this road trip. The Stars thankfully headed back to Texas for the next handful of games. And this game in Florida had a little bit of everything. Rope Hint scores two goals on the night of his 26th birthday. Niels Lundqvist gets his first as a Dallas Star. Mason Marchment gets a point in his return. Rope Hintz and Robo keep their point streaks alive now at 10 games that they've at least recorded a point in consecutive games. And Scott Wedgwood, unfortunately, leaving the game a little bit early with what appeared to be some sort of back injury, stretchered off, kind of scary stuff there, but was walking around the locker room afterwards and, according to Coach Pete DeBoer, is not really in any danger, uh, to quote his words exactly, so that's good news. Uh, Hopefully, we will see Scott back to being himself sooner rather than later, but all in all, a good night, a little bit of a scary night at times, both with Scott Wedgwood's injury and the Stars letting the Panthers kind of crawl back into things. But a win is a win, and now the Stars are going to be looking to defend home ice against some pretty good opponents, the Islanders, the Avalanche, just to name a couple of the teams coming into town over the next four games. But we're going to have more information on Friday's episode of Locked on Stars, and I can't wait to see you there. Another game, another win for New Jersey as they took down the Maple Leafs this time on Thursday. Locked on Devils has more on the team's 11th straight win. Locked on Maple Leafs goes over what went wrong for Toronto. What's up? This is Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils, and here is my post-game reaction. So, the New Jersey Devils continue to win. They won their 11th straight game. They went into Toronto and beat the Maple Leafs by a score of 3-2 to two in overtime. The big story for the game was Yegor Sharangovich getting the OT game-winning goal. And that was much needed for Sharon Govich because he has gone six or or so the last few games without recording a point. So once again, that was much needed for him. Nico Heischer, our captain, was able to find the back of the net. Jesper Bratt was able to score in period number one. It was a great collective team effort for the New Jersey Devils. And they needed all hands on deck because the last time that they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs on the road, it's been a while uh, going into this matchup, according to my colleagues over at Locked on Leafs. The New Jersey Devils were 0 for their last eight 
when playing the Toronto Maple Leafs at Scotiabank Arena. So once again, this is just an amazing year for the New Jersey Devils as they continue to find ways to win. It was a disappointing night for the Toronto Maple Leafs who were unable to end the New Jersey Devils winning streak with a 3-2 loss in overtime. I'm David Morissuti from the Locked on Leafs podcast, and it was a tough battle from start to finish as the Leafs would strike first with Austin Matthews scoring his eighth of the season. But the Devils would respond, then take a 2-1 lead before William Nealon would tie things up to send the game in overtime. Despite Matt Murray's heroic play, it was not enough for Toronto as New Jersey would capitalize on a turnover in overtime to win it. Mike DeSelf and I will break down the loss and other things going forward for the Toronto Maple Leafs on the next episode of Locked on Leafs podcast, so make sure you all tune in. In terms of scoring, Winnipeg left that up to Kyle Connor, who dropped a hat trick on Anaheim for the victory last night. Locked on Jets goes over an ugly win, but a win nonetheless. Winnipeg fans, this is Harrison Lee from Locked On Winnipeg Jets. The Jets just concluded a game against the Anaheim Ducks, where Winnipeg won 3-2 thanks to a Kyle Connor hat trick and some great passing from Mark Shifley, uh, Josh Morrissey, Sam Gagne, and a whole uh, cast of other characters. Now, it wasn't Winnipeg's cleanest game. Defensively, the Jets were a little bit loose, and, you know, the Ducks are a rough team, so Winnipeg was probably hoping to, you know, smoke them out and do a little bit of uh, bigger duck hunting than what they saw with the final scoreline, but you know what? A win is a win. You take it. The Jets ended up coming back and having a really good performance towards the end of the game. And sometimes that's all you can ask for, even on the days when you're not at your sharpest. You can find out more about the Jets game against the Ducks on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. So be sure to check us out there. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go. The Kraken able to snap their two-game losing skid thanks to a couple of goals from their veteran defenseman. Locked On Kraken has all you need to know post-game. Seattle hockey fans, how are we feeling about practice? The Seattle Kraken get a 3-2 victory in overtime. That means that the time they put in on the three-on-three in practice paid off. I'm Erica L. Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. Martin Jones stopped 28 of 30 that he faced, beating out Igor Shosturkin and the New York Rangers at home. Ooh, what a game. Justin Schultz. Not one, but two goals, including the game winner in overtime. I know we've talked about the reports, and there's more news that we got about Philip Grubauer coming back. But is he coming back to the top spot in the net? The way Jones has been playing, I'm hard-pressed to say that's an automatic or a given. Let's talk about it Friday on Locked on Kraken. But for now, enjoy the win. That's going to do it today on Locked On Game to Game NHL. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Make sure that you subscribe to Locked On NHL and your team's Locked On podcast on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts from. I'm Kenani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.